Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hello and welcome to Perfect Person, the podcast where I'm perfect and I'm going to teach you how and where to go. Mm. Um, I made a green smoothie recently and it fucking ruled. It was really good. Everyone was telling me, Miles, it's so good in the house. Is but, everyone just your wife? Yeah, just my wife, really. But she thought it was really good. Well, you know the secret. Yeah. Let me finish. <laughs> yellow, <laughs> yellow ingredients. Okay. So, like banana. Yeah. Um, what Name else? Name a couple other ones. <laughs> Name a couple other ones. Go lemons? Ahead. Go ahead. Fucking did, lemons. Are you, you out of you your fucking mind? Are you out of your fucking mind? Into it. No, it's not a green juice. It's a green smoothie. <laughs> lemons. I don't know. Lemon is a great flavor. What happens when you put dairy and lemons together? I guess it curdles. Yeah. yeah I'm not trying to make cheese, green cheese here this morning. Well, <laughs> here's what I do. Pineapple, obviously mango. No problem. Peach. Uh Oh, mango's orange, not yellow. Well, it's it's a bright spectrum of color. Okay. Okay. You're moving the goal. It's not going to be right green, But here's my problem. It's not going to be brown. If you use a blueberry, you use a strawberry. It's going to be brown. You mm. don't want a brown smoothie because it reminds you of something that I saw in your pants a couple weeks ago. No, I'd like to Let's address get into it. Let's get into it. I don't want to, I don't want to fucking start the episode with this. I truly, <laughs> nothing would make me more livid than to begin the episode with, uh, with, with so recounting or rehashing or I don't care. I don't care. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it anymore. I want to move on with my life. I've, I got over 50 messages. Be it fucking people, dozens of people messaging me. I don't want it. We're not even going to mention it. I don't want it to hear about it. Yeah, I guess just listen to episode. today's episode about <laughs> today's episode is about bad jobs. Yeah, we had we're having people call in with their bad job stories. Uh Oh, but also maybe people come in about whatever the fuck. If you have an interesting problem that's not related to the theme, you can still call in, baby. It's a query. Mm. You know what that means? Well, uh, yeah, it's a question. That's uh, yeah. Yeah. And by the way, when you said it's a question, I went, oh. I actually, that's not what I had in my head. Okay, because query and question are synonyms. It's like a soft, you, yeah. Literally, if you go to thesaurus.com, and mm-hmm. I recommend that you do. Whoa. Um, you type in query, you're going to get question as one of the top synonyms. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, query for me, mm. question, but who gives a shit? Mm. It's like, here's a question, but we don't really need to answer that's it. That's interesting. I don't know if that's the dictionary definition, no. but that's not why you're perfect is your literary acumen. No, people don't think that I'm literary. I don't know why they would. 
Like, that's not even an insult. I just don't know why anyone would look at you and be like, yeah, this guy's read a lot of books. You think you're better at prose than me? Uh, I do, yeah. Holy fuck. Are you serious? <laughs> you think you're better at writing like a short story than me? I mean, I don't know how we if, would okay, test If we were both, let's just give it a go. Let's no, give it a go right no. here. No, yeah, this fuck you. Let's give it a go. You told, you came to the fucking gauntlet. You told me that you're better at literary than me. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I'm here to say, what? I just don't know that P, your audience looks at you yeah. and goes like, this guy's whole thing mm -hmm. is books. It's old authors. I just don't think that anyone thinks that about His you. coffee stirred from the spoon that he held deftly. The yeah. cream pouring reminded him of his aunt. So you're just <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna do like Proust Madeleine, but yeah. like I did one, you do a sentence. Okay. Do prose, do a literary. I did not shit my pants. That's sort of my literary. Bad skin. literary. <laughs> Bad so literary. For you, you think you're so smart? The term literary just means using like adverbs <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> you think you're so smart? I did not shit my pants. You know how I would do it? I would go. The vac the vacuum in my pants didn't didn't emerge. The vacuum <laughs> in my pants <laughs> didn't oh emerge. Didn't, didn't emerge. Emerge deftly. Can I tell <laughs> a really horrifying anecdote that you can cut from the podcast? Oh my god! I hope you um, will. So, when I one of the first times I watched internet pornography, mm -hmm. I saw a site where. <laughs> anyway, I was like twelve. I'm Miles Bonson. You're as always joined tonight. <laughs> Uh, we have a freelance uh, co-host associate, um, uh, Will Whitworth. Will, say hello. Hello. Um, so bad jobs. <laughs> yeah, bad jobs. I want to yeah. move on from that. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, 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 I may yeah, even yeah. bleep it because well, it was really foul. I mean, again, it's like one of the first sexual images I ever saw. Truly, some horrible shit. Uh, I've had some bad jobs <laughs> in my life, but um, I think we should hear from the people first, and then we'll sort of discuss our bad yeah, jobs. Absolutely. You know, and so many, I would say like most of the planet probably has a bad job. Yeah, I think that sort of the nature of capitalism mm. ensures that uh. most jobs are not going to be what you might call career oriented. No, and yeah. You're mostly working a job because you need the money. And you're a paper pusher in a lot of ways. You, me specifically? No, or no, like no, 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 no. <laughs> not you, okay. but everybody. I feel like so many jobs, like I almost, I had an epiphany that was really wowing to me as like a 20 year old, but now doesn't seem so smart. But it was just that the, I was just like, I remember one day just being like, wow, everyone and everyone, no matter what they do is a salesman. Wow. And that really wowed me at the time. I don't know if that's really actually true though. <laughs> name uh, a job, name a job. Like, what about an IT specialist? Selling. No, you're absolutely, you're selling. You work for a company and you just fix computer problems. Yeah. What is the sales you're aspect of that salesing, job? That you're selling to your boss that you did a good job. Sure. I mean, fine. If you're going to fucking bend the definition <laughs> of the word, which you love to do, <laughs> you and your literary, Mr. Miles That's drinking right. a cup of English breakfast. I am literary and I am fiction <laughs> and I am fucking smart. No, you're wise. smart. You're I'm just smart, not literary. No, fuck you. I'm not smart literary. I am smart. You're, you're, <laughs> what we're you're saying very is, <laughs> makes no sense. I'm not smart literary. <laughs> I think I'm pretty smart literary. You're smart. You're I just could fucking not. Go to it. No, excuse me. I could go to a book reading and people would be like, "This guy really knows what he's talking." about. I think you could fake it. Absolutely, fake it yeah. wouldn't even be fake. <laughs> You want to write a book? Okay, let's take some calls. Let's take a couple calls here. Are you comfortable? Yeah. <laughs> I want to make sure that you're comfortable. 
You asked that question with so much menace. <laughs> are you comfortable? Like, it sounds like a threat. Are you comfortable, Will? Are you? Okay, let's take some calls here. As always, the number is 424-284-9614. And we open up the phone line so that we can help you. Say it with me, Will. You solve your problems. We've got a phone call coming in from inside the house. Hello and welcome to Perfect Person, the podcast where we fix your life. Hello and what's your name? Hi, my name's Carrie. Carrie, what is up? What up, Carrie? Hi, Will. Hi, Miles. Carrie, where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, Ohio, the Sunshine State. Home of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Totally. Now, um, do you have a uh, problem that you need solving and is it related to jobs and or a bad job? Yeah, um, I was calling to ask next week. I'm going on my first ever work trip with a coworker of mine <coughs> that I don't know too well. Whoa. We're going to be, it's just the two of us driving to Indiana for five and a half hours. <coughs> oh, man. So what do you do? Okay, so Whoa, this what, is huge. And what, what line of work are you in? How do you make a living in this hard, hard world? Mm. <laughs> I'm an associate producer for a media company here. Any company that needs any sort of media commercials. So I help with those sorts of projects. And the person that I'm going to be riding with is going to be the DP. It's just the two of us. It's a really small project. And I'm totally honest. I'm in a match of Fortnite right now. So I'm going to like leave so I can talk to you guys. And you can have my full. Uh, no, 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 no. Absolutely don't leave. The victory royale is more important <laughs> than the phone call. <laughs> I get what you're saying here. Now, uh, workplace stuff can be complicated because it's like you don't want people to think you're too weird. No. You don't necessarily want to show all your cards as yourself. Right. How long is the drive? Five and a half hours, I think she said. Big. Five and a half. Are you guys on like a, hey, what were you doing this weekend? It was fine. Or it was like, oh, I had a wild little weekend. Like, what type of flavor are you giving in the conversation with your coworker? Funny because we actually did go get lunch today. We got sushi. Me, this particular coworker, and another coworker, we went to an unlimited sushi place. So, like, we're starting to get there. But I just don't really know what to talk about this entire trip. He even said, like, what are we going to listen to? I'm like... I don't know. Am I just going to be on my Switch playing Hades the entire time? Oh, um, we, Miles great, and I love Hades. Great game. Yeah. We got to cool it with a gamer talk, but <laughs> it's a great game, and I love Hades. Um, oh, yeah, so we're just, we're just going to take the gamer talk. It's not even going to be about the advice anymore. We're just going to talk about <laughs> Fortnite and Switch games. I hope. Oh, my God. That would be, you know, there's been many times in my life where I've been tempted to start a gamer podcast that no one listens to. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's never going to happen. Maybe <laughs> perfect person after dark. <laughs> Um, but here's what I'll say. I think that uh, when you're in a situation with a coworker, it's an opportunity to dive into someone's life so deeply. You're going to mine them so deeply that they're not even going to know what to expect. Ask a million questions. Blow their mind. Blow that? their mind is right. I want you to be like, hey, what would you do if I freaking pulled out a knife? Like, just give, <laughs> throw... Throw everything at the wall because nothing really matters in this conversation. You know what I mean? Let the impulsive thought take over is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. And I think that like, honestly, it's something that I feel very strong when it comes to coworkers that interact in workplaces. Like you got to love blathering on. And oh. you gotta, you've got to find a way to blather on to each other in mm -hmm. a way that is like, you know, I do care, but I also like don't have to care that much. No. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And if you just are willing to take a conversation wherever it's going to go, like you'll be fine. A lot of workplace conversations really boil down to 
Man, the weather today is fucking nuts. Absolutely. Man, I'm so tired. At all costs, just avoid the childhood traumas. That's what I'm hearing. Well, just like the robot... I think if it comes up, I think you can get real with a coworker yeah. because that's going to ultimately be way more fun. If you want a shortcut to getting emotional closeness, you've got a trauma dump <laughs> on your coworker. Oh, oh my God. A trauma dump is more like a trauma Trump card. <laughs> I mean, dudes are making friends. Uh, yeah, really? Yeah. Trauma Trump, be, a trauma Trump card. That's it, a pretty good title. You, for the episode. Oh my God. Trauma, <laughs> Trump, trauma dump Trump card is a fucking great. So here's what you got to do. Get in the car and just go, my childhood was scary. Yes. First thing you say, you don't mm -hmm. buckle your seatbelt. You say, my childhood was scary. My childhood was scary. Or just like, I'm afraid I'm going to be dead. Mm -hmm. And then like that sort of brings you common ground. By the way, people's insecurities make, and, and also just like fears, worries, like tr difficulties, that all brings people together. Mm -hmm. I think that makes people feel closer to you and it makes right. them feel seen for their stuff. And just like drugs are a shortcut to transcendence in some ways, so too is really burying your soul in the first 15 minutes of a five and a half hour yeah. drive. Yeah, I like that. I think that I'll start with the deeply rooted trauma. Yes. And yeah. Whatever yours is, you know, fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. Let's practice. Yeah. Will and I are going to share mm -hmm. some sort of not even, a, you know, trauma is, I think, too big of a word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to share, like, uh, an intimacy of yourself. Mm -hmm. Is that the right word? Well. Well, you want to share, <laughs> you want to share an intimate detail from your life. Something that not everyone's getting. Exclusive. Mm -hmm. Exclusive. <clears throat> okay, so let's role play it here. Who's doing what? Are you telling me a trauma or am I, what are we doing here? Yeah, we get into the car. Okay. Click. And I'm driving. You're driving. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we need gas? Yeah, probably. I think we should get gas before we leave. My horse was um, struck by lightning. And then the other one went insane and they had to shoot it in the head. Uh, okay. <laughs> that's that's weird. <laughs> See, this is something you could do, right? Yeah. How's that for fun? I think that will work. I think that will really work. I'll bring up. I'll probably bring up Miles' horse first. Maybe talk about someone else's trauma. You and can then use my no. Just say it's yours. See, yeah, you just absolutely. say it's yours. That's free trauma. Yeah, free. that's free trauma for anybody to use. If you need to get out of any situation, <laughs> you can use your, my trauma. Yeah, of course. You just say if if you're in a tough situation, you right. know what to say. Just say my one. Oh, my horse is struck by lightning. The yeah. other one went insane. The other one went insane. And people will be like on board with it. Right. Yeah, people yeah. are going to be people are going to like you. It doesn't have to happen to you. If it happened to Miles, it happened to all of us. Yeah. We could just that, we're, that's for everyone to share. That's the guarantee of the podcast. <laughs> if it happened to Miles, it happened to all of us. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Big time. Um no, but honestly, I mean I, I think it is a little it, it sounds a little stressful, but I feel like that's the perfect situation to really get to know somebody. And, yeah. You know, yeah. Maybe you'll find out your coworker like collects swords and you'll find out about a sword collection or whatever. Yeah. You know? No one should be collecting swords, but yeah. I mean, it is a little <laughs> sus. I'm just saying like, you know, I think in general, like you've got a large chunk of time. So be willing, like Miles said, ask a ton of questions. Uh -huh. uh, yeah. You know, lead with your trauma, obviously. Lead with your trauma. <laughs> get out there get and the, bury the, your fucking yes. soul. Just like early. Early. <laughs> Bear your soul early and then cause a scene. And then I got hippies as a backup, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's what I'll say too. Uh, something, I, a little hat life hack I found uh, is if you want to listen to a podcast, just be like, oh, I'm really tired. I got to fall asleep. And then just close your eyes and listen to a podcast for, mm. uh, for an hour. That's also really good. That is a really yeah. good life hack. Yeah. yeah. That's a really good life hack. I'm just going to fall asleep with my headphones in. Just blaring. Sorry, I didn't get enough sleep last night because my horse got struck by lightning. <laughs> 
I'm just going to listen to my headphones for a little bit. And then you're fucking off to the races. Yeah. That sounds like we obviously fixed that for you. Yeah, I think definitely. Did it, was this helpful? Yeah, I think so. Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Wow. Okay. wow. Well, and you know what? We, we don't when you catch when you go fishing out in the yard, you don't want the first fish to be a big one. No. Because you gotta ramp it up. Yeah, we, we need to build on every what episode of down. this podcast is a hero's journey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. By the forty five minute mark, if we're not fucking crying, weeping with joy. Yeah. Then we haven't done our but job. But you right. have to have levels. You have, you to, have build. to have levels. This yes. is the first part of the hero's journey. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, anyway, thank you so much for calling in. Uh, you have an absolutely blessed day. Do you have any advice for the listeners? You know, trauma pump and dump it. Oh, boy. Trauma pump and dump I it. I don't like that. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I do not like that. All right. That. Thanks for calling in. You have a great day. You too. Thanks, Miles. Thanks, Will. Wow. Oh, this is it, man. This is the hero's journey. You loving this? It's very loud when the call comes Yeah, that's in. right. And you hear those? That's a missed call. Every single time it does that, that's a missed call. Yeah, it's hard to get on the show. Here we go. Welcome to Perfect Person, the podcast where uh, we're perfect and we're going to teach you how. Uh, what, what kind of problem do you need solving today and what's your name? My name is Abigail. Abigail. Great name. Great name. And yeah, you don't go thank by, you. You don't go by Abby or A. You're full on Abigail. No, A, no. A? <laughs> Sorry, Will has not talked to anybody for a long time, apparently. <laughs> um, but no, I go by A like I'm like the villain in Pretty Little Liars or something. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, I heard the new season. Apparently, I mean, we won't get into it. But um, <laughs> but Abigail, where uh, where are you calling from? Um, I'm calling from California. Is that too vague? California girls are undeniable. Uh huh. And by the way, I also yeah, we also live in California. California. How's that? It was great. In terms of what? Okay. Yeah, that's a good question, Abigail. In terms of what, Will? That was great. In terms of what? Like, yeah, like what was that? You know what I mean? You know, it's a song. Okay, uh, yeah. yeah. You sort of, I felt like we were having fun and you fucking ruined the whole podcast. <laughs> Me and Abigail were having a great chat and you came in here and you fucking guns blazing. You did that yeah, crazy. No, I don't do it again. Don't try to like I, do it I again. I like the pop punk voice, you know? Yeah, it's uh, not, that's not pop punk. Spoiters. Catching me and eating things and eating their insides. Yeah, this is not like the indecision to call you. Yeah, this is eating food is something I love to do. <laughs> it's the best part of my day. And luckily, eating better is easy with Factors delicious ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. And let me just tell you the two minute window that it takes to get ready is absolutely the thing for me because I'm a busy beaver. Okay, I'm going everywhere. I've got a little son. He goes to bed. I'm exhausted at the end of the day and I want to eat something yummy. And Factor is there to help me thrive. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Pancakes, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Factor sent me a bunch of meals, and I licked the plate clean. Specifically, the filet mignon and mushroom risotto I found to be 
delish. Also, they sent me some wellness shots. And I got to tell you, kicking my day off with a wellness shot, we did one with cayenne pepper. We did one that was like all that juicy, juicy green stuff. I loved I thought it was like fantastic and I could not get enough of it. Head to factormeals.com slash perfectperson50 and use code perfectperson50 to get 50% off. That's code perfectperson50 at factormeals.com slash perfectperson50 to get 50% off. Shrimp and cocktail, peanut butter and jelly. These are iconic duos. But what about the iconic duo when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling vintage swords or, of course, lovely little clam tarts, <laughs> Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered, baby. No matter how big your business gets, Shopify's there to help you scale and grow while you're selling one clam tart and while you're selling a million clam tarts by the seashore. It's the global force behind Allbirds, Rafi's, Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. So sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash perfect person, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash perfect person now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash perfect person. If you're selling stuff, then you're going to want to check this puppy out. Terrible. And hear uh, your voice of treason. You gotta cut it out. <laughs> you have to cut it out. You're gonna scare Abigail away. Abigail's called this podcast for advice. You're right. Okay, we have to give Abigail <clears throat> perfect right. advice. You're Abigail, right. what's your problem? Oh gosh. Well, I'm <laughs> I'm struggling right now to like figure out where to move to. So if you could like help me figure out where to move, that would be excellent. You know, give me some pros and cons of different places, you know? One hundred percent. So you live in California right now, and uh what type of life do you want to live? <laughs> I feel like you're almost a sim from Sims. Yes. And we're sort of crafting your life. hundred percent. We have the couple details and then we're going to decide where we want to, where we're going to put you in this world. So, uh, what kind of life would you like to live? Cheap, preferably, um, <laughs> a cheap life. You know, Hey, we, we can, all, yes. we get it. I love a budget. We love, I guess frugal, frugal would be a better word, but, uh, <laughs> frugal, a frugal lifestyle. I, I I've been uh, many a times in the frugal lifestyle, and so I get it. Now, um, are you, what type of passions do you have? Um, do you have any skill sets you're trying to put into a career? Are you trying to like, you know, have a specific type of job? Or are you just like, I got to get out of where I'm from. Yeah. I need to go anywhere that seems cool. Like what's your, yeah. What, what Are you being, how existential are you about this? Yeah. I just lived in San Francisco for a year and oh. then I got out of there because I was not working out for me. I had a horrible Horrible job, you know, oh. it, was, it was not a good situation. Oh, very. Yeah. And what type of job was it that you had in San Francisco? I worked at a Verizon store, like helping people with their phones. Yeah. And then I worked at a movie theater. A movie theater. Yeah. I, um, I worked at a headphone store, so a little bit similar, like selling consumer electronics and stuff like that. It fucking sucked ass. I'm sure I'll talk to talk about it a yeah. little bit later, but uh, that uh, that is uh, very unfortunate. And so you just left San Francisco like a little bit ago. Yeah, yeah. Like um, I got back. What was it like last month? 
Yeah, and San Francisco is a fucking expensive city. Yeah, to live that's in, the too. thing. It's like anyone who has to work the kind of retail jobs in San Francisco like can't afford to live in the city. So the commute's always a nightmare. Yeah, like it's a good place to be if you're a software person. Uh, but we gotta get you somewhere cheaper. And here's I'm just gonna take a flyer on this mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. Wow, will. It's like you don't even know Abigail. <laughs> I mean, it's I don't. like you literally don't even know <laughs> Abigail. Abby, can I get? <laughs> she doesn't go by. Sorry, Abby. you don't go by Abby. <laughs> Abigail, Pittsburgh could not be a worse choice for where you should Pittsburgh live. Pittsburgh seems so sick. Hey, Will, they put get on my face. Get on the same sandwiches. page. Get on the same page as me. Get on the same page as me because right now you're you're freaking what Pittsburgh? Like what the hell was that? Pittsburgh is a cheap city that's still cool. Like every city in the United States, it's growing. Yeah, but it's still going to be way cheaper than moving to a cool city, quote unquote. Yeah, like L.A. or Denver. Don't or move Austin. to L.A. Denver um, is not a bad choice though. I'm from Denver. Denver absolutely rocks but it's not as cheap as it used to be. If cheapness is your primary concern yeah. and you also want to live somewhere cool, we got to get you into the into Pittsburgh. Here's the oh god, <laughs> here's the sort of thing though about uh Abigail, um what's your dream job? Cuz not only do I want to move you to a city, I want to I want to set you up for success and give you the life that you deserve. I want to be like in the entertainment industry and I mm. went to college for that. In oh, San Francisco, yeah. but then I accidentally majored in the wrong thing, and then I was too scared to like change it. Mm. So I just dropped out. Well, that sounds like something <laughs> to address personally, but that's not what we're here to talk Will. about. Will, <laughs> that's a, excuse you. That's something like totally to address personally. How dare you speak to Abigail that way? And by the way, Abigail, <laughs> the good news is that the entertainment industry, entertainment member, B. I couldn't agree more. Shut up, Will. So. <laughs> The good news is that if you want to be an artist, you don't fucking need to go to school anyway. So all the decisions you made up until this point don't even really matter. And well, to, no. And try, hear me out on this. Will was giving everything with a silver, silver spoon. His parents were billionaires. No. And so he grew up extremely privileged. No. I but, mean, I did grow up pretty privileged, but yeah. I, I, they're not billionaires. So, no, okay, but here's the thing. So one of the things that I know about being a artist is that you are able to, like, it's really just about making your stuff, meeting a good group of people, continuing to like, you know, grind is not the right word. Well, here. we do love a grind set, but yes. we love a grind uh, set. But I'm like, uh, if you want to be in the entertainment industry, if you want to be on sets, if you want to, you know, do all that stuff, any city is going to have a community of filmmakers that's doing that. Absolutely. Uh, especially uh, to, to mind, Austin comes to mind. Yes. Denver, I'm sure, has a cool film scene. Uh, like, Really, anywhere you go, though, there, there's Pittsburgh, probably. Pittsburgh, Atlanta, yeah. like there's there's cool stuff everywhere. Uh, but it's just a matter of like seeking and finding that out. That being said, in those smaller cities, the film scene is often like very um, you can clicky it, sometimes, and that clicky, yeah. clicky. But I was actually going to go for a positive here, Will. It, so don't you know go for a negative when I'm about to go for a positive. We're like a battery over here. Okay, we're neutralizing each other's charge. What I was about to say is like. There's small, there's film festivals in these small towns and stuff like that. And you can often get in with those people very quickly and like, um, learn a lot and make cool stuff with yeah. those people. What type of the entertainment industry would you like to go into? Are you an actress? Are mm. you, um, a writer? Are you, you know, a director? Yeah, no, definitely. I would want to be an actress. I took like film classes in high school, yeah. um, which were really fun. And I, I'm growing up in like this very, um, like 
<laughs> it's a very uh like you were saying earlier about like you know places with, like film festivals like we're kind of famous my my city not to like brag it sounds like you got a cool scene where you live as well yeah and i think getting involved there is like definitely a good way to start test it out do some student films you know those there's people out there are looking uh i remember making short films in college and like we got a grant from my liberal arts college to, like pay local actors in walla walla washington yeah uh, and like we paid them we were like we're gonna we're gonna fucking get money and anyway that was sick it's really fun to do it's fun to be involved in and i do think the more broad your skill set is the easier it will be to land in a larger city where you need to make money because again yeah. i recognize this is not possible but my main advice would truly be to be born rich because okay so many actresses mm -hmm. to be an actress in general uh, most of them are like the sons and daughters of famous people you mm -hmm. know like most, do you have time to just sit around and go to auditions? Like, no, it's so tough. You have to have money. Abigail, wow. can I spin you a fable? Of course, yeah, anytime, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there once was a boy, tall as ever could be. I wonder who this could be about. Remember them? I was that. See, that was pretty literary. Okay, what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, I don't. So, know. <laughs> um, I don't anyway, know. I went to theater. I did theater school. Did uh, I did like a double major theater and then a communications like film program and a minor in screenwriting. Graduated, moved to New York, had no fucking job. Uh, and I was similar to you and where I just was like, I want to be in the entertainment industry. I have sort of no idea how to even really do that. But I moved to New York City, big city, and was just like, let me just fucking get any job. I was a barista for a long time. Uh, being a barista was really fun in some ways, had a cool community, but sucked in a lot of other ways. Then I quit that job at a certain point to uh, be a receptionist at a company called Paperless Post that does Evites. Shout out. Uh, and then I sold headphones into the World Trade Center. I worked in another coffee shop. I was an espresso technician for a little bit, fixing espresso machines. Had all sorts of shitty jobs. Now, shitty jobs suck ass. Mm-hmm. I mean... I said it. I don't know that anyone is going to disagree. Shitty jobs suck ass. That could be the title of the episode too. That also could be the title of the episode. Um, <laughs> but, uh, what I found was that like sometimes untraditional, like non nine to five jobs freed me up to be creative at times of the day when people were not really, um, up or like if I went to work and I was working at a coffee shop, those hours are early. So then it's like one o'clock and I have the rest of my day to like, see if I can write a little short film or see if I can email this person about maybe guest casting me in their thing or their sketch or whatever. So I would say that like, while it sucks getting it that, that type of job, I mean, like I made very little money and stuff like that, especially if you're doing that in a place like New York City, the rent is so fucking high. But coffee shop jobs, like if you move to Denver and stuff like that, I'm sure that you would probably be able to find slightly more affordable housing. Yeah, definitely. Getting a like service job or getting just sort of like a regular um, job while you are like pushing yourself to do creative stuff. <laughs> All right, thank you. Did you just hit a bomb? <laughs> <laughs> Did you just do a we bomb? Heard a, we heard a, loud we heard a little cough, and we're just thinking maybe you're hitting the bomb. No, sorry, my <laughs> my friend is in here. Also, your friend's in there. <laughs> we called you. Put your friend on the phone. Yeah, let's get him on the phone. Put your friend on the phone. Yeah, my friend. Hi, hi, hi. What's your name? Um, and what type <laughs> of problem? Uh, Arabia. Orion, like A-R-I-O-N. Oh, great name. Orion. Orion, thanks for calling in. <laughs> do you have a problem? All right, yeah. Do you have a problem you need solving as well? We're sort of, this is like a double, like a two for one special. Absolutely. I also want to get out of this small town. Mm, uh, yeah. I, what's your so I dream job? Do you want to be an actress too? Are you also trying to be an actress? I, 
never want to be an actress, actually. That's smart. That's smart. I want to go environmental sciences. Okay. Environmental sciences? That's sick. Oh, that's really Ideally, cool. yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. And by the way, I have the perfect job for you. Are you ready? This is about to fucking... What is it? Orion? Perk your ears up. With an A. Big Orion with an A. <laughs> with an A. Orion with an A. Orion, this is about to be the best thing you've ever freaking sorry seen. Firewatch Tower. <laughs> Scrooby? Yeah. I don't know I, what that is. You, I've heard of that. <laughs> it does sound very cool. Yeah, it sounds pretty cool, all right. The singular video that I saw where they were out in a tower and they just kind of sit there and watch it while it rains and they make sure trees don't catch on fire. Oh, that does sound really nice. Yeah, honestly, that, yeah. I played a video yeah. game called Firewatch. We're not going to get into it, but it was a very cool game about this exact thing that we're talking about. And um, it just seemed like a cool way to like get out in the woods, in the forest, and get that hands-on nature experience, mm -hmm. environmental, yeah, if I may. Um, that seems pretty good. You can learn a lot by trees by just hanging out by them. You can learn a lot about trees by just hanging out by them. Yeah, absolutely. So we hope this has been helpful, Ryan. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Thanks for calling in. And you both have a fantastic life because I think that you're going to get out there and crush it. And I believe in you and I love you. And I do think if you want to be an actress, you oh. just have to be delusional enough to, to do the thing. You know, that's, that's right. part of the job. That's right. Maintain a, a level of uh, d delusional grandeur. Well, thank you. Thanks for calling. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. They seemed humiliated by the end of that call. They didn't seem happy about no. it. They heard you say that. Well, are you fucking kidding me? Will, they heard you say they seemed humiliated. They seemed a little off put. Oh my God. Will, you fucking idiot. I don't know. I guess I just sort of assume like you're on top of the tech. You know, this is your show. Hello and welcome <gasps> to Perfect oh Person. Oh my God. Woo! <laughs> yeah. You did it. My name is you're the hundredth caller. <laughs> No way. <laughs> I don't know. You're probably not. But, it, you know, something. Who knows? 20? Anyway, what's your name and where are you calling from? My name is Nick. I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. Nick from Jacksonville, Florida. What is up? How are you doing? And what's your problem that you need solving today? You know, I'm rocking and rolling. My problem, um, I have a little context and background that you should know. Okay. Um, so I... Just moved into a new position at work because everyone in that division quit, which is like a red flag. Whoa. Um, Big red flag. But I'm an icon. And so my boss is like, you got this. Yeah. So now me and this other 23-year-old, we're both 23, run the entire department. Holy shit. That's so my fucking question wild. Is, <laughs> so my question is, how do I rebuild this from the ground up? being an awesome leader and like changing the whole thing. Cause my mindset is like, get with it or get out of the way. We're mm. changing shit up and making this awesome. Nick, I gotta tell you your energy fucking rules. You, Thank you. You've got great energy, great energy. And I, it's coming right through the I'm, phone. It's zinging me. Up. I haven't had coffee. I haven't had a second cup of coffee today, but your energy right there, it's positive and it's fun. Yeah. East coast is 1030. I'm a spunky girl. So, you know, you got to keep it rocking. <laughs> it's 1030 and you're a spunky girl. Well, Nick, first of all, you've got this. Mm -hmm. Okay. High fives all around. You're now in this position Thank you. and your company sees the value in you, but uh Oh, one thing you got to watch out for 
You have to be compensated for the position that you are now in. Those people quit. Mm. You're now doing this job. You got to get that money, honey. Mm -hmm. So here's what you got to do. First of all, you're going to do a great job. Now, what type of job is it? Is it like, you can be vague, but just like, is it like marketing? Is it, you know, what type of thing is it? So I do alumni engagement for like a higher ed institution. Oh, nice. Awesome. Okay, cool. So uh, you do alumni engagement. Does that mean calling people to ask them for money? Mostly? No, that's annual giving. I do like happy hour and the fun stuff. That's right. Suck it, Will. (laughs) So um, you do happy hour and the fun stuff. Now, uh, that's awesome, first of all. And so you're trying to come into this position, essentially make it your own and like fix the problems that you had before. Yeah. Okay, great. So first of all, uh, take the rule book. Throw it out the window. (laughs) Okay. Everybody's got to throw out the rule book. Yes. Yeah. And then maybe go get it. And maybe go get it. And, and maybe take a quick look just to make sure. <laughs> take a quick like, little read peek. it while in the in the trash. Just read the trash rule book and just mm-hmm. make sure yep. there's no rules you're you're forgetting about. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely. But I right. just feel like you have the can do attitude and like wherever you are, Colby Bates somewhere on the East Coast. Uh, Colby Bates, some, naming some universities. small, some small. Uh, maybe it's big, honestly. Yeah. But if everyone quit. Then it's truly your. It's you've been given a blank slate, yeah. you know. And I do think Miles is right, though, that to a certain extent, if you're doing a lot more duties, you need to be getting that catch, getting that money. Yes, because if you end up doing a bunch more work and they're able to pay you at a lower salary, mm. whew, you're gonna have to have a talking with them. Yeah, rut row. Yeah, someone needs a fat check. Yeah, you need to get the bread, get it secured, get that bread, put it in the oven, eat lock it, it up. and get a little bit more bread and lock that bread right up. <laughs> well, why were the people? Why were the people before you quitting? Because their boss. Sucked, but we fired them, so it was okay. Oh, gotcha. Are you the boss now? So I was like an admin to the VP, and obviously, because mm. I have such a good attitude and I'm so spunky, she was like, <laughs> You can handle this whole department. You got this. Go for it, girlfriend. And I was like, Okay, cool. Um, so, like, there's no one above me anymore except for the VP. So I still report directly to her, but like, I should have two people in between me and her. Um, that rules. And also I love that you used your spunk to get to the top. Thank you. (laughs) Company culture wise, when something like that happens and I feel the same way, like we started really small and we added a ton of new people. So company culture wise, just like when new people join the company, take them to lunch, like do fun things like that. That is like the biggest thing that's indicative of company culture is just like when new people join a company, you want to make sure that you're creating the vibe. And if there's other people that you work with that are like, have a weird vibe, like I remember when I was working at a coffee shop, right? New people would come in. And if I had like the shitty manager train them or whatever, they or, like, would be bad. They would be bad or they would be like on their side or they would like hate the job because of whatever. But if I could get in there first and be like, look, here's how the job works. Let me freaking show you the ropes. I'm like <laughs> flipping a coin, lands in my pocket, putting my sunglasses on and doing a dab. You know, like that's how you're going to get the people to be on your side. But yes. you want to craft the company environment. You don't want somebody else to be sitting at the pottery wheel at the pottery barn making pots. Hell yeah. I mean, I scheduled a Harry Styles listening party when his album dropped. So like I am the culture curator in this department. <laughs> wow. Tell me Period. more about your life. Cause you're, you have fantastic energy. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you don't even really have a problem. It feels here. like you don't even, it feels like you yeah. just got this. And I just want to hear more about what you've got going on. Okay. So I just graduated in May with my master's in higher ed administration. So like, you know that I'm that bitch. I'm educated. I'm starting my doc program. <laughs> you rule. Thank you. I just have like, 
a sense of entitlement because as the admin to the VP, I like ran the whole department. So now that I'm like transitioning to fix this other department, yeah, I just feel like I kind of have the authority to like do what I want. So like we're hiring a graphic designer mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, the minimum wage in Florida is going up. So you have to raise the minimum wage for this position. And I was like, let's just raise it to 15. Like, what's the highest we can go? We want to see change in the world. Like, Hell we're yeah. just yes. going to do that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But, but like I said, like, it's literally two 23-year-olds running this department. So we're just kind of going for it. So my advice that I need is like, how do I be a leader, but also like be 23 and like be able to like mm. be young and make mistakes, but run this whole department? Okay. So that is a great question. And I, I like, I'm thinking back to when I was 23 and you're right. It is like an immense amount of responsibility. I think that like the big secret of all business is that nobody fucking knows what they're doing. And there is absolutely no right way to do almost anything in the entire fucking world. You're now in a position of authority. So I would say for you, like, just think about how you want things to be done and do them that way. There's obviously like, there's probably like some sort of protocol that, you know, is passed down from generation to generation. This is how it was done. But I really would just like emphasize that you are now in a position of power. It sounds like... fantastic like this sounds like a great thing for it you. really does and i will say like you may not want to go down this road but if you're interested in embezzlement i think you've got a really good opportunity oh yeah if you want to yeah. siphon a little off the just top a little a little cheddar a little nest egg just a little cheddar yeah yeah because i'm telling you if you're in charge you probably could <laughs> this is playing in court at your deposition <laughs> in five years um but uh yeah no i think that like uh when i so uh, not really similarly but like I started uh, at this company that I work for um, as like a podcast person. And then we developed that and it became bigger and I became like a quote unquote department head. And like that, that gives you a little bit of authority, but it's like, yeah, like there's probably a way and a decorum to do certain things, but why don't I just think of like the most fun way to do this? Or yeah. like, you know, my whole thing also is that just like with any job, like for your job, especially like if there's any sort of code red fire situation, it's just important to remember like, Hey, we're making happy hours for alumni networks. We yes. don't need to like, let this stress us out and keep us up. Like, you need to live your life and enjoy your life and pass that same energy into your work environment. So like you get a graphic designer, like, Oh no, the graphic designer is going to be like, you know, uh, delayed on this, whatever. And it's just like, just, you know, my whole thing is just take a deep breath. Yes. It's all going to be okay. It's all going to get done. If you sort of trust people enough to make mistakes, then they're not going to make mistakes. And if you, if you mess it up and if you feel like, Oh, I'm not succeeding as a leader, you, you take stock and yeah. then you take action. Mm-hmm. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I am, uh, so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Seriously. And you're the heart and soul of the team. A lot of Harry Styles references and fans calling into the show. Oh my show. gosh, we've had like uh, three uh, yeah. Harry Styles callers. It's yeah. it's very it's great. It's Rainy's influence. It's Rainy's influence. Yeah. It's the Rainy influence of it yeah, all. Absolutely. Yeah. But it just sounds to me like you know 
you're just a little nervous about putting it into practice, but you kind of have a golden opportunity. Yeah. Um, also, like if something happens where you're just like not quite sure, just be like, it's it's okay to be honest about how that goes. Just be like, oh yeah, I don't know. Let's figure out how to do this yeah. in, in the way that makes sense. Instead of like instituting something suddenly and you know, feeling nervous about that, just be like, oh yeah, I'm not sure. Well, let's figure this out together and yeah. like work with the team. You know what I mean? Like, I think that that collaborative element is always just like the stuff, the things I've enjoyed working most on. I feel like everyone appreciates it if the person in charge just says, I don't know. Yeah. Like no one is going to be mad at no. you not knowing a thing if right. you just are calmly like, I don't know, let's let's look into that or whatever. Yeah. Like you're not going to be called out like, oh, she's 23. I mean, you have a master's degree. In, in this stuff. So yeah. I'd imagine you're pretty well versed in it. Like, you know, it to me, it doesn't even sound like you need advice. It sounds like you're just a spunky bad bitch. It sounds like you're a spunky bad bitch <laughs> and you're out here crushing it. Wow. That made my whole day. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, thank you so much for calling in. Uh, your energy light, it brightened my day. Absolutely. Oh, I'll keep sending it to you. So stay positive. Keep kicking butt. Mm -hmm. And remember... Get with it or get out of the fucking way. Yeah, that's damn right. <laughs> Thanks for calling in. You have a great night. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Wow, that jazzed me up. Yeah. That jazzed me up big time. I feel good. Do you think that's something an author would say? Uh, jazz me up? Yeah. You think like a literary author would use, have a character say uh, that jazz yeah, me up? Yeah, I think probably. Okay. They might be like, jazz me bequeath for noon. So your impression of literature is just big <laughs> words. Huh? Yeah, big words are smart. Yeah. Sorry, uh, sorry. Big words are smart. I actually think it does depend on the context. You don't think big words are smart? Have you ever read any like academic shit that's just like the most overwritten shit in the world and makes you want to tear your eyes out? Because uh, that's sounds, stupid. Sounds smart. Sounds smart <laughs> as fuck. Her energy reminded me of when I was sort of positive. And I worry that now LA has made me jaded. Well, that's the thing. It's you can't harness when you're 22, 23, yeah. and you don't know how bad things could be. You you have a necessary positive energy. Like this is my thing. Youth is wasted on the young, and I'm talking to most of the audience here. You guys are uh, all like what? Oh so my young. God. You're gonna fucking lambast the audience no, here. I'm not saying it's their fault. I'm saying that by definition, there will be things that you regret that you didn't do in your youth that you come to later and go, huh? It sounds like you've got a big one. Um. Well. I mean, maybe it would be wearing a a, a butthole stained uh, oh, uh, yeah. pair of shorts. That's one of the things I regret. Mm -hmm. You know, <clears throat> you regret that. Yeah, but I'm saying you have to have the confidence to go into the record with the butthole stained shorts, not knowing what the thing. Like yeah. when you're young, you just don't know how life's gonna fuck you up. Right. You know. Bad things are going to happen to you. Bad things are going to happen to you. But yeah. you can still be a bad bitch and push through it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> it's really good. I, me saying the phrase bad bitch. I, hope I don't know if you're allowed to say it. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you were young and you, you know, I know you had a lot of shitty jobs. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I had a couple. I didn't have as many as bad. As what was your you, first job? What was your first job? So I worked at Jamba Juice. Oh my God. I worked at Yo Pop. What is Yo Pop? You don't know Yo Pop? They do not have that in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a big franchise. It's got to be a North Carolina thing. I worked yeah. at, a, excuse you. I worked at a frozen yogurt <laughs> shop. But what was fucking lit about it is I got the job with my high school girlfriend. So uh -huh. we both worked there on the Friday nights. Uh huh. We'd like make out. That's sick. That is sick. Which was sick for like a high school job. But I uh, worked at this thing and then um, it was a self service yogurt shop. 
So you may be asking, what do you do? And the answer is the cash register. So all you did was work the cash register and like clean up after everyone. Yeah, left. but they had yeah. like another guy like filling the machines. So this was an easy job. Yeah, I'm in high school. And so I would go after school and I would sit under the fucking uh, security camera eating kiwi because the kiwi was under the security camera and all the other toppings were like kind of like you could see them on the security cameras. So they would watch and be like, this guy's fucking eating toppings. But I would sit under the security <laughs> camera and I would just fucking eat so much kiwi. And the guy would come out and be like, fucking Jesus, there's more. We're out of kiwi. And he'd keep filling the kiwi and I would eat all the kiwi. And it was That's a great so job. Funny. So the weird part about this job is it started and I it was a company called Orange Leaf, right? Hmm. All our machines had orange leaf on them. Okay. Never signed a fucking single piece of paper that said I worked there, by the way. And it was owned by this Korean family, uh, the Kims. And so uh, the it started as Orange Leaf. And then like a month in, they changed all the branding to Yo Pop. Hmm. Like some weird fucking franchise shit was going on, right? Yeah. And then I got paid in envelopes of cash. Okay. Th- we. I'm very curious. Like, is yeah. Yo Pop even like beyond the one store? Like, I don't it's, know. Is it even a chain? I don't know. Is it just like they 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 had some sort of this is a, uh, this is worth a Google. My phone is dead. But I'm getting fucking hungry for frozen yogurt. By dude, the way. frozen yogurt's good, and it's hot in here. It's uh, hot in here, just a little nice. But anyway. <laughs> I, so I worked with those envelopes of cash that said, thank you, Miles. No indication of how much money was in there. Just wads of cash. In I mean, the envelope. that's pretty cool. So as a high schooler, I'm like, fuck, yeah. Like, I'm making, like, minimum wage probably. But right. it meant a lot to me because I'm in high school. I don't well, and, you know, expenses. your parents are paying your your bills. So you, the, yeah. the minimum wage is not so bad when, no, you're, school, when yeah. you have all your costs provided for you. Right. You know, it's really bad. Uh, yeah. You know, not to get political, but you literally can't afford no in no state in the country can you afford a, a median priced one bedroom yeah. home if you or, ha- or apartment if you work on minimum wage full yeah, time. Like crazy. one person cannot do it. We the system's bad. Horrible. It's horrible. But uh, honestly, that sounds like a pretty good first job. It was a great first um, job. And so you, your first job was to Jamba Juice. Jamba um, Juice at a for a summer uh, right by DU. Uh, and there's no college kids there, so it's like just a ghost town. And I would like they would always like let me go early. And then one time, and this is something yeah. I feel really guilty about. Oh, uh, one time, so Jamba Juice closes at ten, which is too late, by the way. Uh, yeah, who's getting but, like a strawberry blast? Well, at so I really wanted one, and I I I called the Jamba Juice, and I was like, guys, I'm gonna come in and get what can get like free smoothies with my friend. But the problem is. With as you know, if anyone works at a restaurant, like everyone wants to get all the cleaning done so they can just leave, yeah. right? But I basically made them have to rewash a bunch of stuff. Oh, um, because you're a bad guy. No, this is something I really regret. I think about it all oh, the time. Wow, well, uh, well, thanks for sharing this. Then I worked at Noodles and Company for a couple of summers. Yeah. Um, my worst job though was I I had a, a an internship that paid me a thousand dollars a month to work full time, which mm. by the way significantly below the very substandard minimum wage. This is like my first gig out of college. Yeah. Uh, my <clears throat> boss would scream at me every day. I was Ugh. editing things. He would come in. He would watch. Literally, he watched seven to ten seconds, and he'd be like, this is horrible. Didn't matter what it was. He would not watch the whole thing. He would oh. stop seven to ten seconds in to yell at how bad I, I was at the job, how I was never going to succeed in the industry. Jesus. Um, Like, every single day being told, like, basically that I was worthless. Um, but, Yeah, that and sucks. It was really horrible, and I just, I know that I'll never have a job that bad ever again like i feel like i got it out of the way early and then yeah there's long story short the internship was supposed to last six months it only lasted three 
And but then I was able to turn the networking I'd already done into a job at other small production companies yeah. in Austin. Yeah. And so I was able to like get out of there. So uh, the, the screaming thing. Yeah. Uh, we said this on a recent episode, but like I can't think of it why anyone would yell at anyone ever. Like I'm picturing yes. my job now and I'm just like, I would never fucking yell he at anyone. He never needed me. to yell. Like There's no fucking but even like if it was an emergency, uh, it just I just don't get it. But anyway, um I uh so after I worked at the coffee shop or after I worked at the I was a receptionist at um paperless post, right? I was a terrible receptionist. And I, with the whole time I was um writing a musical about Ted Bundy called Ted Bundy the Musical. I'm familiar. It's never come out. Yeah. But I am still working on it. Anyway, um, <laughs> still working on it as in it's a draft on my computer I haven't touched in years and years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, I was working on that while I was working there. And then I got a job in, from this guy who was like, I want to hire you. He knew me from my old coffee shop. He was like, I want to hire you. What we do is we go around the city to different coffee shops and we fix their espresso machines. The espresso machines are like, relatively simple machines like they're, they're, it's like steam and pressure and like you know valves and fucking that kind of thing and I, I'm good with machines so he was like I you're good enough with machines that I can teach you the rest of the way to do this job so I go and it's clear within two days that this guy's totally fucking unstable and it's just me and him it's me and him and then this other Thanks. employee that is this really fucking cool girl who is she's covered in tattoos she's got like a cool septum piercing she's got all sorts of piercings she looked like girl with a dragon tattoo kind of and like good at her job like and she would go around like town and just like had this cool vibe and she would fix espresso machines so like one or two days I trained with her and the rest of the time I was with this guy who's the owner and he screamed himself hoarse at me one time because I was like I, he, he was like sweep up the dust and I was sweeping up the dust and he was just like on the phone and he was just like you're fucking sweeping too hard he's like yelling at me <laughs> like this guy had it was like I don't know he had something going on so then one day he's screaming at me we get on the subway to go to a coffee shop I'm on the subway and he can see I'm in a bad mood and he's like what's up like why why are you like what like what's wrong and I was like um just not feeling great. And he was like, is it, but he's like, why is it? Cause we, I yelled at you. Like, it's cause I yelled at you this morning. And I was like, yeah, dude. Like, and I kind of was just like, I was weighing my options and I'm glad, I'm so glad I did this. Cause it was also just like, it was so emotionally draining to be screamed at like that. Like, yeah, I, I really, really, it was taxing. And like, I worked there for only fucking week, but it felt like way longer. Cause it's just like, it was such a toxic environment. So this guy, I was just like, look, dude, like I am a fast learner. I am, I am good at this. I can learn the things you need me to learn. But if you scream at me while you are training me, then like, I'm not going to do what you need me to do. Because I, I'm not going to be like learning the things you need me to learn because you're going to be yelling at me. So essentially, I was just like, look, if you're going to yell at me while you train me, I can't do that. I, I'm happy to learn. I'm happy to like put in my time. I'm happy to like cut my, you know, what is it? Cut my roots? No. <laughs> cut my roots? Cut my teeth. I'm happy to cut my roots down to the quick. Yeah, for sure. I'm happy to cut my teeth. I was essentially just being like, look, you, if you yell at me, though, like that's not going to that's not going to make me any better. And how time. did he respond? He said, well, that'll be it. And then he said, well, then that's it. I'll pay you in cash for the week you worked and we'll be done. And I said, okay. And then I was unemployed in New York city and that was scary, but it was just like an example of like, I was just like, wow, fuck. Like, I guess I could have kept that job if I had kept my mouth but shut. But you didn't want to be screamed at. But it's just like, which is, pretty is it fucking, fucking worth it? Like, no. it's so not worth it. No. I was just like, this is not worth it. And it's also less money than I was making at paperless post at the temp gig. So I was just like, 
I, you know, jobs like that, it really like, it's sort of like Stockholm syndrome though. Yes. Or not, not the Stockholm syndrome well, at all. But, <laughs> well, no, 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 not Stockholm syndrome. Whatever the opposite of Stockholm syndrome The opposite. Syndrome is. You yeah. feel trapped, but you're like, they, it, shitty jobs like that make you feel like you're on the verge of never getting another job ever again. Yes. And again, that was when I worked at this small production company in Austin, like the, the, I was just getting yelled at and told like, you'll never make it in the film industry like every day. That's fucking uh, crazy. And it's like, literally I'm 22. Like I'm doing fine. Yeah. You're paying me dog shit and you still feel like entitled to yell at me like literally yeah. every single day. And the funny thing was though, like eventually a couple years later, they, he ended up hiring me to do like editing work and paid me a lot better. And he still was the exact same. Wow. Um, like crazy. I edited a video for the Texas state women, infant and children's AKA WIC like program, which is yeah. benefits for like poor moms and stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, uh, we edited a video of people going shopping in the grocery store. He would still watch five seconds of the cut. Be like, this is horrible. <laughs> Jesus. And but I just was like I knew how to kind of put my head down and be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, totally. You're as like you're paying me now. And I was in a totally different power position. Yeah, and, right. And it was stressful, but I knew how to handle it. But when I was right out of college in a totally new city getting kind of screamed at every day, that Damn. was really a rough time for me. Yeah, that sucks. Uh and I just I I I personally believe if you have a bad boss and it makes the whole job bad, like you should quit. Similar to the 100%. whole like dump I your agree. bad boyfriend who's yeah. not treating you well. Like quit your job. Quit your job if you can so afford much, to. You're gonna uh, be so much freer if like I've been in those situations where I'm like fuck I want to yes. leave this sucks like just if you can like try to line up a job you know yeah, I, you I remember can. being paycheck to paycheck and it's like you can't quit because you have to pay rent. Yes, exactly. But it's like if you can try to line up a job just get out get don't, out as soon as possible. Don't tolerate an abusive like yeah. yelling environment because there's just. It, it's not like it's really bad for your mental health. Like yeah. it's just like objectively bad to get screamed at. And again, it's not, yeah. it's literally just satisfying that person's ego. Like I also like, I know so many people in, in LA, LA is a good example of this, but like if you are like, fuck, like I could do this job where it's fucking miserable or I could do a job that like pays slightly less money, but like I, it's with my friends or something. I always say take the job with the friends a and thousand it's because percent. I know people in LA who are fucking rich and they are miserable. Yeah. And it's like, you see this, like what can happen. And there's a threshold where like, obviously like having your bare needs meant and stuff like that is yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you yeah, need yeah, to yeah. have that done. But if it's a margin of like a little tiny bit and it's like, well, it's less money to do this, but it's with my friends. I just say like, always take that risk. And yes. it's just, your life is going to be so much richer for that. And you're going to feel better day to day. Yeah. Well, uh, this is the last segment of our show. It is a segment we like to call get real. And that's a segment where we try to force a real that's remote. my segment excuse me smegment that's my smegment that's my segment that's my segment that's not our segment that's not our segment it was bad it's my segment <sighs> now um well Do you think <laughs> that you? Uh-huh. Yeah, no, keep going. Like, what's something that you do during sex that you think is really sexy? <laughs> <laughs> um, That's a really hard question to answer, you know? You're uh, in the throes of passion. I just want to know, like, something you that you're like, yeah, that fucking ruled. 
uh, well, um, first of all, obviously, just that long stroke in general is sort of sort of what I would consider sexy. Long you know? stroke, you know, just like the general, uh, like thrusting, the pump, <laughs> <laughs> stroke. You never heard that pump. I gave her that long stroke. Anyway, um, the. I think for me, though, really what it is, is just a, a neck kiss. Because here's the thing. <laughs> Every woman on the planet likes to have their neck kissed. They love it. I'm so... <laughs> yeah, I get that. Um, That's cool. That's really sexy, man. Well, (laughs) (laughs) this is obviously an amazing episode. Everybody, thanks for listening. Will. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. You can follow me at W Whitworth. And we just are so happy (laughs) that this show has been going well. No, you can follow Will at at W Whitworth, of course. Um, and you can follow me at Miles Bond. Uh, thanks for everyone listening to the show and all that. We could have a literary off. Um, you know, I know we've sort of been teasing it this uh, this whole episode of yeah. like, you know, write a poem. Just say a poem, really quick. <clears throat> okay, fine, fine. Let's go. Come on, vulnerability. It's important. <clears throat> What's it, what is it about? Darkness. My penis. <laughs> Becomes visible from around the corner. My 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 smile. My smile grows. Um, Bliss. So this is a poem about what you getting an erection. <laughs> this is a like poem about all- you getting an erection in the middle of the night because it started with darkness. <laughs> It's me, me having a night terror that turns into a wet dream. Yeah. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Obviously, you know where to find us. And um, we'll see you next week for a very special episode. Oh, it is actually very special. It is actually next week. There is a very special little episode. Next week, there's going to be a little surprise. Okay, easy. Well, I mean. We'll see you next week. <laughs> That was a HeadGum Podcast.